You're listening to Proclaim Gospel Podcast, coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. Uh, we are coming to you again, joining forces with Footprints of Hope Evangelistic Series out of the West Jamaica Conference in the island nation of Jamaica. The speaker is none other than Pastor Glenn Samuels. We'll go right on into the program. And uh, after a wonderful singing, the spoken word. Be blessed. Oh, the human never feel the fire or shiver in the cold. But I did say you never walk through this world alone. Mm-hmm. And I did say, don't make this world your home. I didn't say that fear would find you in the night All the loneliness was something you'd never have to fight But I did say I'll be right there by your side Yeah, yeah And I did say I'll always help you fight turn their backs on you but that the world around you wouldn't see you as a fool but I did say like me you should leave me despised yeah and I did say my ways confound the The bitter kiss of death Or have to walk through chilly Jordan To enter into rest But I did say I'll be waiting Right on the other side Yeah, yeah And I did say I'll dry every tear you cry us that he's gone to prepare a place for us 
we are to be faithful so that when he comes back, we can go home to live with him forever and ever. This is the promise that God has made. Hallelujah. So just keep on walking. Don't turn to the left or right. And in the midst of darkness, let this be your light. Let hell can separate us. You're gonna make it through. This is the promise. This is the promise I've made to you. Thank you so much for blessing our hearts this evening. Thank you for the choice of the music. And it's wonderful to know that we have a God on whom we can rely. We want to give God thanks for his goodness to all of us. As we lift our hearts knowing that our God is able and available. And so we take to him all of our cares we carry them to him in prayer and that's why we can testify of the goodness of God that all our lives he has been faithful we can't help but sing of his goodness to us Running after, it's running after me. 
hearts are closed, our Father, and our God, you have been our help in ages past, and you are still a present help in each time of trouble. We don't have to twist your arm to make you hear, because your heart of love is beyond our own comprehension. All our lives you have been faithful, and we will not question your goodness and your loving kindness. But tonight we lift our hearts in intercessory prayer that you would do what only God can do. We pray tonight that you would, in your own healing hand, rest your restorative power and those in critical conditions we pray that beyond what doctors can do, you will hear our collective prayer. We pray that you, according to your tender mercies, would reverse the process for the glory of your name and the full restoration to vigor and vitality. We ask secondly that you would give the wind a mighty voice that you would carry this word tonight that your Holy Spirit will carry the ministry of the spoken word across the land, across the ocean that you'd make the message plain no one more time this wretched sinful lump of clay asks for your divine touch May your will be done and may your kingdom come is our asking in Jesus' name. And together we say, Amen. If you take the echo off for me, I'll appreciate it. The issues of constitutional entrenchment is a phrase known by parliamentarians and senators and persons who are enactors of law. I am told that some issues only need a simple majority. I'm told that there are other issues that may need even a referendum. I am told that when something is entrenched, you ought not to take it lightly. And tonight I'd like to deal straight up with the issue of God's holy Sabbath entrenched in the heart of his Ten Commandments. There's a high cost of forgetting what God says, remember. It is interesting when we note that of the Ten Commandments, the only one that begins with the word remember is the one the world has chosen to forget. And the reason the devil hates the Fourth Commandment is because that's the only one of the Ten who tells us who the true God is. If you take out commandment number four, then anyone can be God. You see, it is the fourth commandment that tells us that the true God is the one who made the heavens and the earth in six days. 
I am a Bible-believing child of God. The Bible said that the reason for the Seventh-day Sabbath is, is enshrined in God's divine creatorship. And the reason that makes me comfortable is, is that if God could have made the world from nothing, if God made the world, if he made this universe from nothing, then it doesn't matter what sin and circumstances does to us, whatever they do to us, the best place to be is still in the hands of a living God. I ask you tonight, while you listen, there are three things I'd like to ask you to accompany you throughout the message tonight. Number one, I invite you to walk with an open Bible. Walk with me with an open Bible, an open mind, and a clear conscience. An open Bible, an open mind, and a clear conscience. And pray the living God that by his Holy Spirit, he will guide us. There is a high cost of forgetting what God says, remember. And let me run through that. There's no meaning to life if you remove God from the equation. If there is no sovereign creator, there's no meaning to life. Then we'll have an identity crisis. And maybe that's why those who don't believe in creation comes up with this fancy theory that they're descended from some ape-like creature. Now I read, I read protest from some monkeys i said i read protest someone sent me a whatsapp stuff with three monkeys sitting down with the look of consternation they were upset and on the other side were some human beings and one monkey pointed and said to think that they would believe that those warmongering fellas come from peace loving people like us identity crisis even monkeys have a problem a loss of self-esteem it opens the door to all kind of evolutionist theories skeptics and agnostics i challenge you if every single one of us would believe in god's word if we believe and accept god's ten commandments if we root our faith in a sovereign creator there'd be no agnostics there'd be no infidel there'll be no atheists beloved the devil does not want us to believe in the true god and while most of what I'll say tonight by deliberate design is rooted in the New Testament, I'd like to, to, to use as a launching pad because the Bible is a complete composite whole. In Ezekiel 20 and verse 12, God says, Moreover, I gave them my Sabbath to be a sign between them and me that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. The Lord God said, I give them the Sabbath to be a sign so that they will know that I am the one who sanctifies them. And so the rest of what I'll deal with tonight is going to be in the New Testament. So, so let me tell you, I'm going to go straight for the most part right down into the new testament and i'll give you my reason right up front i'm gonna look you look you in your eye and tell you the reason i'm doing this is because most folk believe some folk believe that the sabbath is only an old testament concept i go tonight beloved in the new and i begin with the example of jesus Listen to me carefully. Without prejudice, 
with malice towards no one, with love for everyone, I invite you to come with me tonight with an open mind, an open Bible, and a clear conscience as we look at what the New Testament has to say about the issue of the Seventh-day Sabbath. Luke 4 and verse 16 so he came to Nazareth and the he here is a reference to Jesus. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. That phrase, as his custom was, your English teacher will tell you, it's an adverbial clause of manner and it simply tells what his regular practice was concerning the issue of the seventh day Sabbath. He went to the synagogue, that's their worship place. It was his custom. Mark 2 and verse 27 says, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. It was made for the blessing and the benefit of mankind. It was made that man would have fellowship with his sovereign creator. It was made for man. Matthew would highlight some challenges that the Jews had with Jesus. And so he said it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath day. We don't do our common concourse of activities. We don't do our regular work. We don't do our exams. We don't do our studies. We don't do those stuff. But it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath day, to take bread to the hungry, to render medical assistance, to help those who are in need. That's the example that Jesus said. And he says to us, if we, now, now this is a straightforward statement. If you love me, those are my words. Those are the words of Jesus. If you, you who claim to be my creation, you who claim to be my followers, you who claim to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, you who know that you've been blessed by God, even if you aren't a Christian, you've been blessed by God. Every move you make, you are the recipients of God's mercy. If you love me, he says, keep my commandments. You cannot love Jesus and despise the commandments of Jesus. You and I can't be walking with Jesus and despise the Sabbath of Jesus. And he didn't leave us to conclude which day is a Sabbath. The Bible settles that. Every, almost every Christian believer, and even non-Christian believers, believe that even if they don't believe in Christ, they knew he died on the day the world called Good Friday. He died... And he himself said, he came to give his life a ransom for many. I'd like to challenge you, hear me this evening. Sooner or later, you're going to come down to kiss a dying pillow. I'll talk to you about that tomorrow evening. But let me say this to you, no matter how long you live, you will come down to that moment when you'll breathe your last breath. Here is Jesus. He said, I came down to lay down my life. I lay down my life. God sent me here to give my life a ransom for many. The disciples watched. Oh, Mary must have been heartbroken. Can I paint a picture in your mind? 
He was a young man when he died. His mother was still alive. And the words that the pastor who was blessing baby Jesus, when, when, when he was blessing Jesus, he said to Mary, this child shall be for the rise and the fall of many. And yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own bosom. It must have been a heart-wrenching encounter for Mary as she stood by there and watched Jesus on the cross of Calvary. She must have remembered the words of Gabriel. She remembered the words of the angel that said to her, Hail Mary, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you and you shall be the mother of the Messiah. The Holy Ghost shall come on you and the child in your womb shall be called the child of the highest. But now he's on a cross. How often does life confront us with those issues where what God says and the stuff we are encountering seem not to walk together? How often is it that the stuff that God spoke to us about and the reality that confronts us seems so far apart? Mary must have had some questions in her mind. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Surely this moment must have been difficult for her. The day in which he died, Luke 23, 54, just to let my friends know that I don't know if it's divine intervention, the clock that tells me the time just shut off, and I won't even look up there anymore. So if I keep you here until curfew is passed, don't blame me. I can't even tell. Well, he puts it back. I spoke too early, don't you know? The Bible said in Luke 23, 54, that the day on which he died was the preparation day. Now, now he, oh Lord, can I really be plain tonight? I'm going to be non-technical. Some folks say they can't tell which day is the seventh day they can't tell which day is the sabbath day but they do accept good friday and they do accept easter sunday they do accept that jesus died on good friday they do by the way easter has nothing to do with the death of jesus i'll come back to that one evening but let me stick tonight with the main point I'd like to make, which is this, the New Testament Sabbath is still the same one from the Old Testament. I said the New Testament Sabbath is still the same one that God blessed, that God sanctified, that God made when he created the world. The Bible said the day on which Jesus died was the prep. Preparation day. Do you know where they get that phrase from? When God led them for 40 years through the wilderness. He had to teach them that sin brings death. He taught them that the Sabbath was special. He taught them, having given them his commandments, that he would rain down bread from heaven. He taught them for six days they should go out and gather enough only for that day. But on the day before the Sabbath, they should gather twice as much and they should prepare for the Sabbath. The preparation day is the day before the Sabbath. The New Testament says the day on which he died 
was the preparation day and the Sabbath, what everybody, drew near. Write that text down in your Bible. Follow me with an open Bible, a clear conscience, and an open mind. There we go. Luke 23, 55. The woman was following Jesus. Now I've got to tease men. Can, I, can you give me some license here? All the men run gone. Freed for them life. Run gone. But the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after and observed the tomb and how his body was laid. He died the day before the Sabbath. Joseph went to Pilate to beg for the body of Jesus. Pilate wondered if he were already dead. And so Pilate gave command to the soldiers to make sure that he was dead. And so they came. They checked the man on the left. They found out that that man was alive. And so they broke his legs. But all scripture said not one of his bones should be broken. They skipped over. They checked the man on the other side. And they broke his legs. And, and when they came back to him, the Bible said a soldier lived a long spear and pushed the spear in the side of Jesus piercing his heart and there came out blood and water a long time ago a songwriter picked up that phrase and put some words to music and wrote the song there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein and sinners plunge beneath that flood lose all I said lose all lose all their guilty stains hallelujah there's power in the blood but the text says there came out blood and water. The water is a significant element for Jesus himself went down to Jordan and was baptized in water. The water, the blood, and the spirit are joined together for our salvation. The spirit of God speaks to our heart. The blood of Jesus cleanses from sin. And the water signifies the need for baptism. The woman who had come with him from Galilee followed. Beheld how his body was laid. Look at Luke 23 and verse 56. Then they... The women who had beheld how his body was laid, the women who had been following him in the three and a half years of his public ministry, then they, the women who had heard him preach and teach, they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils and what, everybody? They rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. This is New Testament. Which day is the New Testament Sabbath? The same day that is the 
Old Testament Sabbath. Which day is the Old Testament Sabbath? The same seventh day that God blessed, that God sanctified. And the Bible said, the followers of Jesus. It means, therefore, if Jesus had changed or altered the commandments, they would have followed what he said. Let me run on. Luke 24 and verse 1 says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came and certain other women with them. Why? Bringing the spices which they had prepared. Now let me take you back. Let me take you back to something. The Bible said in Luke 23, 54, the day on which he died was the preparation day. And because the Sabbath was drawing near, they prepared the spices. They watched how his body was laid. They went home, prepared spices and fragrant oils, and they rested. Sabbath does not begin at midnight. It begins at sunset on Friday evening. It begins at sunset on the sixth day. From evening to evening. Are you listening to me? Now, let me go back to where I left you. They didn't believe that Christ was going to be raised. Can I really say something to you? We sometimes follow Jesus and we are a company of unbelievers. We come to church, but we don't believe what God says. We hear the word, but we don't believe it. They heard him preach about his own death, but they loved him so much, they refused to accept it. So they prepared the spices and very early in the morning on the first day of the week. Now there are two things here the preacher wants to do some deductive reasoning with you on. The Bible says the day on which he died was the day before the Sabbath. The world calls that Good Friday. The Bible says they rested on the Sabbath day, which was the day that follows the crucifixion day. The Bible says the next day, which is the day after the Sabbath, the Bible calls that day the first day of the week. Now hush your fuss. If the Bible says the day on which he was raised is the first day of the week. And if the universal fact is that that day is the same day the world call Easter Sunday. Listen to me carefully. How can you say you don't know which day is the seventh and which day is the first? if you accept Sunday as the resurrection day. 
how, how can you say you don't know which day is the Sabbath if you accept the crucifixion day and you call that day Good Friday? The Bible is clear. Whichever day you call it, the Bible says the Sabbath is the day that comes between crucifixion day and resurrection day. Are you listening to me? The Bible says the Sabbath is the day that comes immediately before the first day of the week. Let me go on a little further. So here's a picture. Let's look at the order of events. He died on the preparation day. The world knows that that's Friday. Go in your historical stuff and dig it up. The Bible said the next day is the Sabbath day. The same day we call Saturday. The Bible says that the day that follows is the first day of the week. The same one we call Sunday. So there are three pieces here. Number one, the day on which he died, we call that Good Friday. The Bible calls it the sixth day. The Bible calls it the preparation day. Number two, the day that follows the preparation day, the Bible says that day is the Sabbath day. Number three, the next day, the Bible calls it the first day of the week. That's the resurrection day. And we, based on the historical facts, know that that's Sunday. Beloved, the Bible is as clear. In over 108 languages of the world, the word for the seventh day of the week is Sabbath. I wonder what Paul and Peter, because they came long after Christ, went back to heaven. Surely, if Jesus by his death had changed the Sabbath, he would have said it to them. So let's look at the Bible. Acts 17 and verse 1. They came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, then Paul, who? Paul, same one who wrote much of the New Testament, Paul. Same one who preached in the beginning. He's a, he's a solid Jew. Who, who despised Jesus, who despised the followers of Jesus. He got letters to throw them in jail. But deep down in his heart, he thought he was right. Oh, beloved, sometimes you think you are right and God sees your honesty. So God spoke to that honesty. And Paul, after his conversion, on the road to Damascus, began building up the same things he was trying to tear down. Then Paul, as his... No, 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 no. Where did we find that phrase? Luke 4.16 said Jesus as his custom was. Acts 72 says Paul as his custom was. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you are walking with Jesus, then that which he practiced, you also must practice. Whatever he teaches, if you're walking with Jesus, 
You've got to follow. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them and for three Sabbath days reasoned with them from the scriptures. But you say he was talking to only Jews. Uh-uh. The Bible speaks clearly. Acts 13 and verse 42 said, The Gentiles, the whom? The Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Sabbath is not just for Jews. The Sabbath was made for man. Black man, white man, rich man, poor man, tall man, short man, Jewish man, Gentile man, Jamaican man, Canadian man, American man, African man, European man. The Sabbath was made for all mankind. The Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Both Jews and Gentiles kept the same Sabbath day Sabbath. Are you listening to me? The Bible said on the next Sabbath, Acts 13, 44. I did tell you, I'm in the New Testament. The New Testament Sabbath is still the seventh day of the week. On the next Sabbath, this is after Jesus died. This is after Christ went back to heaven. Now some scholars will tell you, the first book, of the New Testament to have been written after Christ's ascension is the book of Mark. The book of Mark was written 22 years after Christ went back to heaven. The book of Acts came way afterwards. But hear the word. The Bible says on the Sabbath, long after Christ went back to heaven, hear me beloved, all the disciples kept the same Sabbath that Moses kept, that Abraham kept, that David kept, that Jesus kept. The same Sabbath that the Bible declares is the one that Paul kept, that Matthew kept, that Luke kept, that John kept. The same one in the New Testament that God is asking us to follow. The next Sabbath day, the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Sometimes they never had a church building. They'd meet by the river. They'd meet wherever the word of God would be preached. On the next Sabbath day, Acts 16, 13. On the next Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. When they never had a church, when they never had a synagogue, when they never had a building, they found a place. Don't you know, wherever God meets his people, it's always holy ground. What did God say to Moses? When Moses saw the bush burning, he knew something mysterious was happening. And he said, I will not turn aside. I'll go. And when he approached the bush, the Lord God said, Moses, Moses, take off your shoes. For wherever I am, that place is holy ground. Listen to me this evening. You cannot love Jesus and not keep the Sabbath of Jesus. And the Sabbath of Jesus is the same one he made in Genesis 
The same one he taught Israel in Exodus. The same one he taught the priests in Leviticus and Numbers. The same one that Moses repeated in Deuteronomy before he laid down his life. God buried him and then God raised him up. Hear me carefully. If you are a child of God, you've got to follow in the example of Jesus Christ. The Bible is clear. I'm almost done. We sat down, spoke to the women there. John, the last of the disciples to die. Matthew had his brain bashed in with a halberd's club. Peter was crucified upside down. Paul had his head chopped off on the orders of wicked Nero. But before he died, you know, when you really are wrapped, Titan Jesus. Tell the devil he can do anything. Paul knew he was going to die. But Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, hallelujah, they've laid up for me a crown of righteousness. John refused to call Domitian Lord God. He refused to bow down to him. He was banished 50 miles south on an island called Patmos. Every morning when he woke up, the first thing he would see is the sea. Every evening before he goes to bed, the last thing he would see is the sea. The sea would separate him from those he loved all the way out there. Isn't it strange then that when God showed him that a new world is coming, John said, hallelujah, and there shall be no more sea. Are you listening to me? This John locked away, but they couldn't lock him away from obedience to God. And he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Revelation 1 verse 10. The only Lord's day that John knew was the seventh day of the week. The only Lord's day that John knew was the same Sabbath that Abraham kept, that Paul kept, that Jesus kept, that David kept, that all of God's children kept. The only Lord's day that the Bible speaks about is the same one we call the seventh day of the week. Same one we call Saturday. The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Matthew said the same thing. Mark said the same thing. Luke said the same thing. The Creator, the sovereign God in Genesis, who made the world in six days, who blessed the Sabbath day, is the same one in Revelation who said in the last chapter and the 14th verse, Revelation 22, 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments. But here I close in this picture. It's an artist's conception of the coming of the Lord. Here is the patience of the saints. You may lose your job, but wait on the Lord. You may be ostracized in a godless world, but wait on the Lord. 
Sometimes waiting is the most difficult and the most painful thing to do. But the Bible said, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. The seventh day Sabbath was given at creation, given on Sinai, kept by his people, kept by Jesus, honored by the disciples. It's a sign of God's power. It'll be kept in the earth made new. So let me take you now to my final text. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make that future, Jesus said, so shall your seed and your name remain. So shall your descendants remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, said the Lord God. This is the new earth. This is the second coming. This is the promise of God Almighty. A new earth where there'll be no COVID-19. A new earth, no osteoporosis. A new earth, no diabetes, no heart failure. A new earth, no cancer. A new earth, no violence. A new earth, no rape, no murder, no broken homes, no broken marriage, no broken lives. It shall come to pass. Hallelujah, it shall come to pass. That the earth shall be filled with the glory of God. As waters cover the sea. I'm longing for a day. When there will be no more sickness. I came to this pulpit tonight. Tired and exhausted. But thank God. There shall be rest for the weary. Longing for the day. When there will be no more sickness. No more suffering. No more tiredness. No more, no more, no more. Because God's word shall be fulfilled. From one Sabbath to another. He said from one Sabbath to another. All flesh shall come to worship before the Lord God Almighty. I challenge you tonight. Choose obedience to the word of God. God. There's a card on your screen tonight. If you have an honest heart and a clear conscience and an open Bible, you cannot deny obedience to the commandments of God. If you have a clear conscience, an open mind, and an open Bible, you've got to see that the only Sabbath that the Bible had in the Old and the New Testament is the seventh day of the week. If you have a clear conscience, if you have an opened mind, if you have an open Bible, if you've never started doing it, why not tonight? I was brought up as a Methodist. There's a song I learned as a Methodist boy. It says, when we walk with the Lord, in the light 
of his word. What a glory he sheds on our way while we do his sweet will. He abides with us still and with all, with all who will trust and obey. Then the quarter says, trust and obey for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust. So I say tonight, trust in the Lord your God with all your heart. In all your ways acknowledge him and lean not to your own understanding. Have an open mind. Have an open Bible. Have a clear conscience. Don't let anybody turn you aside from the plain thus saith the Lord God. The seventh day Sabbath is not a war between denominations. It's not a fight over a day. It's a question of allegiance. It's a question of loyalty. Whose voice will you obey? To whom will you give your allegiance? Then in fellowship suite, we will sit at his feet or we'll walk by his side in the way. What he says, we will do. Where he says, we will go. Never fear. We lose our job. Never fear. Folk will turn against us. Never fear. Only trust and obey. Trust the living God. He is sovereign creator. Trust almighty God. He made the world in six days and blessed the seventh day. Trust almighty God. He knows what's best for you. There will never be another Sabbath in the earth made new. For Jesus said it in the lips of Isaiah. It shall come to pass from one Sabbath to another. All flesh will come to worship. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1-284-547-4601. If you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Yahweh bless you.